It's Live at Five Sports. It's brought to you Monday through Friday by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Todd Bergeth visits with Jim Suhan of the Star Tribune and Talk North uh, podcast. And Jim, we really appreciate you uh, taking the time to chat with chat with us about the Minnesota sports scene. And you and I haven't talked since, well, very early in the Twins season. What are your impressions of the ball club so far? Well, the most important thing is that the pitching has been phenomenal. Uh, Pablo Lopez pitched so well in the ace role. They signed him to the largest pitching contract in franchise history. The rotation has the best ERA in the majors. Uh, Duran and Lopez look like, and Thielbar look like they're going to be excellent. The end of the games, Garth Jacks looks like he's going to be useful. Uh, they just haven't had this much depth and talent on one pitching staff in a long, long time. You know, even when they had Santana, they had Booth Bonzer as a second or third starter. Um, <clears throat> this is remarkable, and they traded for the top seven pitchers, uh, the five starters, Lopez and Duran. So this is a, a it's a great development, but now they're starting to get the lineup healthy. Uh, there was a time when they were missing their projected starting right fielder, center fielder, left fielder, first baseman, second baseman, shortstop, backup shortstop, backup first baseman, and now they're starting to get people back. Now, with a better lineup depth, you're going to see more nights where they, somebody carries them. Somebody, you know, a different person carries them in every, every night. Last night it was Gallo and uh, Julianne and and that's why you want a deep lineup, because you're not going to have the same person carry every night. You need to have a lot of options. Yeah, and you know, Byron Buxton really hasn't got uh, going yet in the DH role, but, you know, uh, Michael A. Taylor, I mean, a lot of these new acquisitions uh, and some of the young players that we really didn't maybe know that much about uh, have really stepped in. I hope it's not just beginner's luck. Uh, no, I, and I think it's really interesting. Uh, you see them trade for Lopez, and we all thought he was pretty good. And he ends up being way better than you could have hoped. Uh, they end up signing Taylor, and you think, oh, good. They got a, a backup center fielder who might play every once in a while. Now he's playing an excellent center field. They go out and get Kyle Farmer as Correa insurance. He gets hurt, but you know he's a good player. Uh, they get go out and get Solano. They're like, okay, that guy might not even make the team. Now he's playing every day. It feels like this is a rare time when a sports management team, it feels like everything they've done has made sense and worked out well. Yeah, and I think there was a lot of doubters uh, wondering if they really were the answer, you know, to uh, to the the Twins uh, uh, situation. But boy, things have really turned and turned quickly, and especially that pitching staff. And how about this uh, pitcher that comes in uh, Hedrick last night and pitches three uh, innings to earn a save? Yeah, now he's a he's a lefty. He doesn't throw particularly hard. I don't know what he he's he's like their twenty fifth best ranked prospect. So he's not a top prospect. But you just never know with lefties. Sometimes a lefty doesn't have to throw hard to keep people off balance. So in his first time seeing major league hitters, they had trouble solving him. It'll be interesting to see if he can do that as people get used to seeing him. And you could kind of tell the difference. You know, he mowed down the side in the seventh and eighth, but seemed like uh, the ninth inning wasn't quite so easy and, uh, you know, probably got in his head a little bit even. Uh, no doubt. And, you know, he's, he's pitching Fenway Park, his first major league appearance. The Red Sox had a chance to start figuring him out. And then the ninth inning feels different than every other inning. That's why they pay closers extra. There's more pressure. There's more uh, wear and tear. So the fact that he got through it is a good sign. But, again, we're a long way from knowing if he's going to be a major league pitcher or not. Right. Well, uh, again, uh, Maeda is scheduled to pitch today. Any concern at all, or they're just kind of you know being a little careful with him after that Tommy John? Both. Um, they want to be careful with him, and they, gave him, uh, they skipped a start already. Just and Varlon pitched for him in Yankee Stadium just because they wanted they don't I, I think partly to give him rest partly I don't think they wanted him too amped up pitching against the Yankees in Yankee Stadium in front of 
you know, and in a place where you know people in Japan watch the watch Yankee games all the time. I think they didn't want him to get too emotional and try to throw too hard. So this is a nice kind of and listen. It's the Red Sox in Fenway Park. It's not that much different in terms of pressure, but they like the fact that he's rested and going out there. And they really are hoping that you know while. The top three starters, they hope, pitch a lot of innings. They're hoping Malley pitches a reasonable amount of innings. Maeda, they just want him to be a good fifth starter this year. If he can be a guy who gives them five good innings every time out, they'll probably be pretty thrilled with that. Yeah, and like you say, the other big three uh, really are off to just terrific starts. And, you know, it's it's hard to even recognize the Red Sox. Boy, they've had a lot of turnover, haven't they? They have, and they've let some great players get away. They let Mookie Betts get away. Now they get Bogarts get away. And, you know, if you're a if you're a Red Sox fan and you know how rich ownership is and you know how much money Major League Baseball teams are, are making, it's really hard to see them, the Red Sox, uh, a, a prime franchise in the world, just let their best players get away. Well, Jim, I was going to ask you about your overall impressions of some of the changes, uh, you know, to speed the game up. Uh, I am a fan of, uh, uh, I guess, the pitch uh, clock. And the one thing I'm a little uncertain of is this uh, substances, you know, and that's not new this year, but... Uh, there seems to be a little bit of disagreement uh, what's legal and uh, when you get a warning and when you get an ejection if you're a pitcher and have uh, too much rosin or whatever on your on your person. Yeah, the pitch clock, it's easy to talk about. It's the greatest invention since the wheel. It's fantastic. It's uh, I don't know anybody who likes baseball and doesn't love it, uh, including traditionalists. As for the rosin, it's it's problematic because Herman said it, all he was using was uh, rosin. They told him to wipe it off. Then they let him pitch with it still on his hand. I think the Twins were right to be offended by the way that was handled. Now you see Max Scherzer, a guy with much more history, saying all he was using was rosin and that uh, because of the way he sweats, it just gets tackier. He swore in the life of his child that he wasn't using anything other than rosin and sweat, and he gets thrown out and he's going to face a penalty. Uh, they need to figure out – they need a better way than just the old school, you know, umpire saying, "Okay, your hand is too tacky or tacky, but not too tacky." I mean, that's not really a scientific evaluation here. They need to find a better way to measure this. Well, let's uh, switch gears. We'll start with the Wild. Uh, you know, they got one out of two. Big game coming up, uh, obviously, and a big weekend for Minnesota pro sports. I mean, with all three of the major teams, you know, playing at home and kind of playing at the same time. That's exactly right. Uh, the Wild did their job. They won one of the two games in Dallas, neutralized home ice advantage, come home with a chance to, to go ahead in the series or at least you know be split when you go back to Dallas. Uh, so I think the Wild did their job and have played. You know they, That game one win was big uh, and winning the way they did, and Gustafson was fantastic. Uh, the Wolves, you know, listen, they're an eight seed playing a one seed. They probably shouldn't win a game on the road in this series if you believe that the Nuggets are true number one seed. The uh, frustrating thing to me has been that Towns has played horribly. He's healthy. He's been playing with his team for a while now. Uh, you would think that this would be a great time for him to show off that he's one of the best offensive players in the game. And he's 8 for 27 and hasn't taken advantage of shorter players covering him, hasn't shot the three well, which is probably his biggest asset is being a 6'11 guy and shoot three. He's been tremendously disappointing. It'll be interesting to see how he responds on Friday night. Yeah, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, Denver, I think, is a little better than I thought they were. They've got pretty good depth on that team, and uh, they seem to play awfully smart. I think they're really well coached. Jokic is, makes them impossible to guard. They hit three-pointers. They can run the floor. They have athletes. They don't have a lot of size. 
which is that that's the interesting thing here is the Wolves are the bigger team and they're not taking advantage of their size and Jokic is basically offsetting their two big men all by himself. Yeah, and that was the thing that they, you know, really utilized against Oklahoma City too is that size and yep. that's something they're going to have to really uh, I think maximize too if they uh, stand any chance and I don't know, I guess even the most ardent fan probably doesn't expect them to get through this uh, first round. No, uh, I, I picked it to be a five-game series. John Krasinski, my podcast partner, picked it to be a six-game series. Um, and it could, it could still be a six-game series, of course. I would just say that I feel pretty good about my five-game pick at this moment. <laughs> uh, one series that really has been interesting so far, and that's, uh, again, Golden State and Sacramento. I don't know if uh, people really thought Sacramento, despite being a slightly higher seed, you know, could stay on the floor, but so far they've looked pretty good. They have. And now Draymond Green suspended, and this might be the end of that group of Warriors playing together, the championship group. Draymond's probably out of there. Clay Thompson might be out of there. Uh, two, two, the two trends to watch going into that series were, number one, Sacramento is a great offensive team. Everybody knows it. They have been a terrible defensive team. Would they be able to defend the Warriors? Uh, they've defended them well enough. The other factor, the Warriors, strangely, have been a terrible road team all year. And they showed why they just don't they did not play well. Uh, you know, there's a, an old saying: your bench doesn't travel in the playoffs. And the Warriors just don't get much other than from the big three when they're on the road. And now they're now they're facing now they're in trouble. Yeah, and that's something when they were really uh, at their peak, it seemed like uh, you know it didn't really matter so much if they were at right. home or on the road. So, any other well, series kind of uh, ca- capture your attention as far as uh, the NBA? I think they're all interesting. I think the Lakers-Memphis is really interesting. Now Dylan Brooks is taunting LeBron James as the series goes back, to, you know, goes to L.A. That's going to be fascinating. Uh, I think you know the Bucks playing without Giannis is is fascinating. Uh, I, I, Phoenix against uh, the Clippers. I mean, those are two teams that. I mean, Kawhi Leonard's playing as well as anybody in the NBA right now. Durant seems like he's just starting to figure out how to play with those teammates. Either of those teams could be really dangerous. I think the NBA playoffs have been fantastic. I think the Wolves are the rare team that haven't put up a fight. Well, we hope that changes here. Jim, thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you, Bill.